Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. If you're a fan of 48 hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. It's Aaron Moriarty, and we have a special episode for you today from my original podcast, My Life of Crime. I'm taking you inside true crime investigations like no one else, taking on killers and those accused of crimes. Here's an all-new episode of My Life of Crime that takes you deeper into the search for Christy Wilson. Follow along as I go beyond the scene of each crime, behind prison walls, and into the killer's inner thoughts. It's all on this season of My Life of Crime. Christy and I, we were young, we were happy, we were enjoying our lives. I never really thought anything like this would have happened to Christy. Your best friend is missing? How could she be missing? The last we know is we see her walking out of uh, Thunder Valley Casino at 1.13 in the morning on October 5th with a man by the name of Mario Garcia, and then she was never seen or nor heard from again. Christy Wilson, blonde, bold California girl, would regularly gamble at a casino in Roseville, California, until one October night in 2005, when she walked out the door of the casino and was never seen by her friends or family again. Now surveillance cameras have captured her leaving the casino with an older man. Her family is understandably frantic and her parents... I want my daughter back and I want her back now. I may be five foot one and blonde, but they've just met a barracuda and the fight's on. That's Deb Boyd, Christy's mom. I met her just days after her youngest daughter went missing. I was part of a 48 hours team that joined the search. I'm her mother forever. And I was not going to give up. Please help us. Deb's 27-year-old daughter had never gone off the radar screen like this, disappearing without a trace. 
And it was certainly not like Christy to go off with an older man like Mario Garcia. Where was Christy? And who the heck is Mario Garcia? I'm just gonna ask you straight out. Did you kill Christy Wilson? No, I had nothing to do with her disappearance. What happened to her, Mario? How could she simply disappear after she was with you? I don't have answers for that. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and this is my life of crime. This is one of those cases that gets under your skin. And I'm going to warn you, there are parts of this story that are quite unnerving, but it's an important story to tell. Was she in an ocean? Was she in a ditch for 15 years? I never went to bed without wondering, where is she? Where did Mario Garcia put her? The fact that the mystery was solved at all is due to that self-described barracuda of a mother and the dogged determination of a couple of cops, Nuno Tavares. We needed to take the mystery out of this for, for Debbie and her family. And Don Murchison. We wanted to find her to show Mario, you're not gonna win. You're not winning this. And we're gonna find her and bring her home to the family. Let's start with Mario Garcia. He was the last known person to have seen Christy. And a most unlikely suspect, he was 53 years old when Christy disappeared, nearly twice her age, married with two teenage sons, and let's be blunt, portly and not particularly attractive. He was a project manager at a local hospital, and he lived well on a rolling five acres in rural Auburn, California, not too far from the casino. He told me that they just happened to be gambling at the same table. Christy Wilson came and sat on my left between me and another individual. We were at that table for a period of time until that table got hot. She asked me, hey, you want to go with me to another table? And I said, sure. Garcia says the night ended a little after 1 a.m. when Christy walked him to his car in the parking lot. If she disappeared after that, he says, she must have gone off with someone else. But wouldn't that be seen on camera? Well, they don't see that she got in my car, do they? They don't see where she went, correct? It's true. The surveillance cameras don't capture Garcia's parked car, and they don't reveal whether Christy got inside it. All we know is that some three minutes and 41 seconds later, Garcia's car does appear on the cameras, and it looks as though he's the only one inside. So what did happen to Christy? Her car is found in that same lot, so she didn't drive away. Did she run into somebody else? Police have to consider that possibility, so they go to talk to her boyfriend, Danny Berlando. I loved her, and I know she loved me, and we cared about each other very much. When a woman disappears, the significant other, the girlfriend, boyfriend, or the husband, is almost always a person of interest. We all know that. And this couple had been having some problems. When's the last time you actually talked to her? At 10.28 p.m. Tuesday, October 4th. We had a 55-second conversation. That conversation took place while Christy was at the casino. Surveillance cameras actually have her on video talking to Danny. 
Danny thought that she gambled a bit too much. I told her to come home, and, and she was just like, okay, I'm finishing up. I'll be home soon. But Christy didn't come home. Danny went to the casino, saw her car still sitting there, and called police to report her missing. He also left dozens of messages on her cell phone. A quarter after 10 on Wednesday. It's now been 24 hours since I talked to you last, and I'm worried sick about you. Please call me. If you're okay, call me. If you're not okay, call me. Let me know what's going on. Investigators did look hard at Danny, and then they moved on. There was nothing to connect Danny to Christie's disappearance. Investigator Don Murchison says that Danny was cooperative and clearly concerned about his missing girlfriend. Anything that I wanted from him when I was at that residence, he allowed me to have. So investigators took a closer look at that happily married husband and doting father, Mario Garcia. And they found very strange things that made them wonder, really wonder. For one thing, there were scratches on his face and body seen by co-workers the day after Christy Wilson disappeared. Did you get the scratches from Christy Wilson? No, absolutely not. Garcia told me that he had gotten those scratches and an eye injury from working on his property. Those are injuries that I received through poison oak and falling from a tree. But those injuries must have occurred after Christy disappeared. Here's emergency room doctor Robert Royer, who was gambling with Mario and Christy that night. How far is Mario Garcia from you? Two feet, less than a meter. Did he seem to have any injuries on his face? I didn't see any injuries, no. And I'm reasonably good at making those kind of observations because that's what I do for a living. Why wouldn't the emergency room doctor see those? I cannot answer what he saw or didn't see. And there was more, much more, that investigators uncovered when they began to dig into Garcia's past and found a woman by the name of Wendy Ward. You don't cross Mario. You don't cross him. Especially if you're a woman and you're alone. You don't, you don't cross him. What a story Wendy had to tell. She once knew Mario Garcia well. She met him back in 1978 near Oakland when they were both young. She was 26 and he was 27, and they were dating. When I first met him, I found him to be very uh, intelligent, very articulate, very warm. But Garcia could have a temper, and Wendy felt the full force of it, she says, after she ended the relationship. He dropped by one evening, pulled her into his van, and drove off. She had never seen him like that, she says, and she was scared. He was holding my neck or he was holding my head. And he says, if you do anything, you do anything, I will take your head and I will smash it. I think he said to me, take off your clothes or, or something like that. And I, I said, no. I just was clawing, scratching, whatever I could do. Then he started to choke me. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. Did you think you were going to die? I did. I really did. Wendy says he raped her, and then before he took her back to her apartment... He pulled a gun out of his cabinet, and he held it to my head. Then he pulled the trigger. He says, well, it wasn't loaded this time, but basically I can come and get you anytime I want. And if that wasn't awful enough, 
after he raped her again, he casually made himself a sandwich, ate it, and then drove her home. I'm surprised that I actually am alive. I, I'm very lucky. Wendy immediately went to the hospital and police arrested Garcia. He was charged, but the case stalled for two years before prosecutors offered him a deal. I figured it's better than nothing, and let's do this, and then let's move on. Garcia agreed to plead guilty to one count of assault with a deadly weapon and was sentenced to 18 months probation. Years later, Detective Murchison, who was looking into Garcia's background in the Christy Wilson case, found the record of that conviction, and that's when he tracked down Wendy Ward. And when you heard that Christy Wilson disappeared and the last person to see her alive was Mario Garcia, what was your reaction? I felt sick to my stomach. There were other stories about Garcia's treatment of women, a suspicious death of another girlfriend, a former wife who went to a battered woman's shelter. Detective Murchison became convinced that Garcia was also behind the disappearance of Christy Wilson. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Four days after Christy Wilson disappeared, investigators searched those five beautiful rolling acres that surrounded Mario Garcia's home. They even brought dogs on the property. They found nothing. But when forensic criminalists searched Garcia's car, finally... Tiny drops of blood were found on the back seat and on a car door. Blood that belonged to Christy. There was also a hair consistent with Christy's in the trunk. Not a lot of evidence, but enough for Placer County DA Garen Horst to charge Garcia with the murder of Christy Wilson. It was a large case to put together. So what do you believe happened to Christy Wilson? She went out of the casino with the defendant. At some point in the vehicle at the casino, he incapacitated her. He was probably putting her in the back seat, 
um, so that when he drove away, nobody would see. As far as what he did afterwards, that's anybody's guess. In September 2006, Mario Garcia went on trial. It was Placer County's first no-body prosecution. And Christie's mom told me at the time that she was worried there just wasn't enough evidence to convince a jury. The thought of him getting off on this case once again scares the living daylights out of me for every woman. I was worried, too. No-body prosecutions are troubling. Without a body, you don't know for sure if a person is actually dead, how that person died, and if the defendant killed her. Mario Garcia was certainly a good suspect. He was the last one seen with her, and he has a history of hurting women. And there was some evidence, but not a lot. What if the lab made a mistake? What if, what if he didn't do it? Why is it that the DNA on the door claimed to be of Christy Wilson was the only thing that was found? Why is it that the DNA from my sons, my wife, and other people that were in the car were not found? Garcia accused investigators of planting the evidence, which, as you can imagine, didn't sit well with Don Murchison. It greatly angers me. They couldn't defend what was there, so they had to say it was planted. Garcia was so confident, he took the stand at his trial. I wanted to tell the court that I am very sorry that Krista Wilson is missing. But I don't know where she's at. And what did the jurors think? All rise. Would you please hand the verdicts to the bailiff, please? We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Mario Flavio Garcia, guilty of a violation. Guilty. Christie's stepdad watched Garcia as he absorbed the news. I think he thought he was going to beat the case the entire time. He figured no body, less evidence, I can walk away from this. He never thought he was going to be convicted. Absolutely, justice has been served. It's about time. Now, if he's any kind of a man, he'll tell us where he disposed of my daughter. But Garcia doesn't. At his sentencing in January 2007, he still claims he's innocent. I suppose that at this hearing, I'm supposed to ask for mercy, for forgiveness, and to show remorse. However, I will not do such thing. I did not kill Christy Wilson. I am innocent. Garcia didn't ask for mercy, and he doesn't get it. What he gets is 59 years to life. At this point, I, I don't ever expect that he'll disclose what he did with Christy. And Garcia continues to be an ever-presence in her family's life as he files one appeal after another. You can't move forward completely when you have all these appeals. You know, it's like you move forward five steps and then you're back in it again. And the question in the back of her mind is, what if he wins one of those appeals? Because it's not like we had a tremendous amount of evidence. A small amount of evidence being lost, the case would have been lost. The concern is always there for the appeals, but it was not a distraction that it took us away from our, our tasks and our mission to try to find Christy. 
That's Nuno Tavares, the investigator for the Placer County District Attorney's Office. He and investigator Don Murchison became determined to find Christy Wilson. Why is it so important to the two of you to bring her home? Because the family needed her. They needed a place where they could go and to spend time with her. We wanted to give Debbie and her family back control. Up until this point, he controlled the location of Christie's remains, and that didn't sit well with me. It was often a dirty job and continually disappointing. We actually pumped an entire septic tank out. We pumped out the entire 2,000 gallons of sewage and went through it by hand. That is determination. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In 2017, after more than 10 years in prison, Mario Garcia started writing to Deb Boyd and Placer County officials. He was telling people that he was sick and he was hoping for an early release from prison. Deb Boyd wondered if there might be some way of getting him to reveal where he put her daughter. I wanted Christy back so bad that I thought, you know what? Let's see how far this goes. She talked to Morgan Geyer, who was then Placer County DA. Deb had struggled with the idea that, you know, what what do you negotiate with a man who has been convicted of the murder of your daughter, who knows where she is? Could she make a deal with a man she believed killed her daughter? But I was sitting there thinking, what on earth are you doing, Debbie? Get a grip. This would be such a disgrace. He will not use my daughter's body as a bargaining chip. That's when Nuno Tavares and Don Murchison, the investigators who put Garcia behind bars, reached out to Garcia's now adult son, Chris. And they asked him, what did Chris remember about those days after Christy Wilson disappeared? Did his father act odd, do anything out of the ordinary? We went through every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then he got to Saturday, and that's where the story got a little bit interesting. Chris had an important soccer game. He saw his dad working on a tractor, working kind of frantically and had kind of a crazed look in his eyes. He was working around the property, and he told Chris, I'm not going. And it was a very firm, I'm not going. Chris found that out of character for Mario. 
In 2020, the investigators went back to the house where the family once lived and to the spot where Mario Garcia had been working on his tractor. Just 100 yards from the Garcia home, the same place that cadaver dogs had searched back in 2005 and at that time found nothing. Cadaver dogs are a tool like any other tool that we use. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. This time, they asked a company that specialized in ground penetrating radar, or GPR, to scan the area, all five acres. Technicians found eight spots where there were voids or pockets beneath the surface. Eight places for investigators to dig. The first two holes produced nothing. You've struck out twice. We've been going for a long time. Three is now my favorite hole. It's my favorite hole because that's where Mario was working that day. And how far did you go? We started pulling back about 25 feet, pulling just a couple of inches at a time. Uh, went about 18 feet wide. And out of the corner of my peripheral, I see a bone popping up out of the ground. I was a little bit short of breath, I'll tell you that. The blood was rushing, and we stopped everything. We froze everything. Had they finally found Christy Wilson? They stopped everything and asked archaeologist Cindy Harrington to look. She looks, and she has no doubt the bone is human. He's like, you're not close enough. I said, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> and he said, get closer. So they had me get down in the trench, really double check, triple check. Okay, yes, it's human. But is it Christie's? The investigators know more work has to be done. But now they need to talk to Christie's mom. They don't want her to hear this on the news. While scientists are testing the bone for DNA, the detectives flew to the Boyd's home in Arizona. It was nearly midnight when they rang the doorbell. Pat Boyd opened the door. He opened up the door and he looked at us and he got a big smile on his face. And he said, hi guys, how's it going? And then you could see him pause and you could see things starting to click the gears in his head. And I got up and I just was in a fog and I looked at them and he said, Debbie, it's Merch, it's Nuno. And I said, what are you doing here? So that's when we told her that we had found human remains on Maro's property that we believed were Christie's, but we couldn't confirm that. I remember her that night saying, is it okay to be happy or joyful? She kept looking around going, is that okay? We didn't know whether we should open a bottle of champagne, what, there was just a, a lot of hugs, some quietness, sometimes just sitting there, letting it sink in. Hours later, it was confirmed. Christy Wilson had been found almost 15 years after she disappeared. And there is now no question who killed her. She was found just yards from Mario Garcia's front door. Detectives say they found the remains of scene in 2005 in the Wilson's parking lot. Wilson's killer was already in custody, serving more than 50 years for her. An autopsy revealed that Christy fought hard for her life. Her hand and nose were broken, but it couldn't establish a cause of death. Do you believe he strangled her? I think that's very likely what, what occurred that day, but we just don't know. The 15-year mystery of Christy Wilson's disappearance had been solved, 
It wasn't what her parents wanted, but they would no longer have to wonder. Today is a day that absolutely reflects some of the greatest level of perseverance in police work that a victim's family could ever ask for. They brought two people home. They brought my daughter home. They brought my wife home. You feel that you got Deb back? Yep. Tell can, me about she that. She can think of more than just, where's Christy? To be perfectly honest, I was relieved as well. Mario Garcia, who put on such a great act of innocence, turned out to be just a good liar. He destroyed so many lives, Christie's, her family's, the lives of his own children. Chris, Andy, Jean, they didn't ask to have a dad and a husband who was a murderer, who buried his victim on their property where they lived and played. They didn't ask for that. And then there were other victims, Danny Berlando, Christie's boyfriend at the time, and the person questioned by police. Didn't realize how much had really been bottled up for 15 years. I think I may have been judged, misjudged, misunderstood through the process, and that didn't really allow me to, to grieve and be a victim in this, in this whole thing. The news was also a great relief to Wendy Ward, especially since the mystery was solved without having to make a deal with Garcia. He didn't get that early release that he had hoped for. On Christmas Eve 2020, four months after Christy Wilson was found, Mario Garcia died alone in prison. In my 30-plus years of covering true crime, I've rarely run into anyone like Mario Garcia, someone who seemed to catch so many breaks, was so smart that he was able to construct such convincing narratives to account for every detail. I mean, I honestly worried, did he really kill Christy Wilson? In our next episode, I'm going to walk you through my interview with Garcia, his full story, and I will share what was running through my mind during the investigation and now looking back. Until then, I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and this is my life of crime. This podcast series is developed by 48 Hours in partnership with CBS News Radio. Judy Tigart is 48 Hours executive producer. Jonathan Clark is CBS News Radio executive producer. Production and editing for this season of My Life of Crime by Alan Pang. This episode was also produced by Paula Rosa of 48 Hours. Craig Swagler is vice president and general manager of CBS News Radio. And finally, a thank you to all of you, our listeners. We owe it all to you, the millions of 48 Hours fans. Don't forget to join me online. I'm at EF Moriarty on Twitter, and we're at 48 Hours on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist, Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.